It's now time for the Monday Breakdown with Mick Gannon, Dean Watling and Mitch Lewis. And of course, you, the best text message today, or maybe if you record that message with SEN Talk, we'll win a, a round of golf at the beautiful Mandalay Golf Course. And you can play for just $99 midweek anyway with the mate. Play 18 holes of golf there at Mandalay and you get some drinks and a cart. Terrific value there. But let's welcome in the team. Dean Watling from DeanWatling.com. Hello to you, mate. Yeah, good morning, Gareth. Mitchy Lewis. And good to have our great mate, um, Mickey Gannon, back. So keen to dissect it, boys. And that trial, Gareth, at 9.20 this morning. Yes, don't worry. Goes now for but, his second hit out. For the first time ever. I don't know if we are breaking our rights here, our broadcasting rights, but we'll be playing that trial live here on, <laughs> on Giddy Up. I think we're... Yeah, I think we're allowed to play bloody trials. Surely Peter Valandis won't get in contact with me. It, it, it's all right, G. I'll just put it on behind me, mate. Hey, we'll Mickey. Hello, Mickey. Hey, G. brother. How's good things? To, good to be back. Are you you ba- look fast, G. I it's do look fast. You. you know what? I'm feeling a million dollars. And I tell you what, Mitchie Lewis, have you, you've lost a little bit of weight lately. Have you shaved your head as oh, well? Hang on. Oh, 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 hang on a minute. I don't know if it's... Wow. Like, Welcome to the show. Whack. Yeah. No, it, it's a no compl- that is a compliment, wasn't it? It is a compliment. What's not a compliment if I say, geez, you put on some weight lately. Me, yeah, that's a good point, Gareth. Yeah. No, thank uh, you. No, I'm not sure, actually, because I haven't been doing any running. I've done myself an injury, so okay. a few weeks in the paddock I'll need. What have you done? I, I tore my calf a week ago, Gareth, so it's a real old man's injury mm. too, so it's a sign of my age. It is. Well, that is disappointing for you and your <laughs> followers. Um, talking about disappointing, geez, it was a hard weekend to watch racing this week. I don't know about you, lads, but we might start. Do you know what we're going to do today? We'll dissect a few of the races, all the race meetings at Rose Hill and Flemington especially. Um, and we, you might have a couple of horses to follow out of Gaul or two, Mitchie Lewis. There was a couple from Perth I wouldn't mind mentioning. But I think we'll concentrate on a few of the future markets coming up. Because there's some big news breaking today. We might look at a few of the two-year-old races, the Blue Diamond and also the Golden Slipper, the All-Star Mile. We might take a look at some of the bigger races in Sydney as well. Is that a plan, lads? You happy with that? I like it. All right, then. Sounds a treat. Um, Mitchie, first of all, Flemington on Saturday. Jeez, it was... If you weren't on the fence, your males are packed up and went home. The rail at nine metres on a good four. Usually you don't see Flemington like this, but it was a track that... There was a few horses from the get-go had no real chance of winning there on Saturday. No, that's right. And sort of the data backs that up, Gareth. If You know, particularly the races down the straight, you yeah. just, if you're on the rail, it was um, definitely the place to be. And then even in the last race, you saw like a horse like Wiggum when they took him straight across the rail and then he found all sorts of trouble because everybody else wanted to be there as well. So it makes it tricky um, to sort of do your form, but yeah, no, you're right. Uh, if you were on the rail on Saturday, it was a prime position. Was there any horses that we can take out of the, the meeting that you thought, geez, they run pretty well under the circumstances? Like Jungle Jim was too good defeating Ray Magnerio and Conqueror. Then we had Dehorn Unicorn back and forth. What did you make of that race, first of all? Um, especially the two favourites. In fact, it was interesting. Jungle Jim started favourite in the end. Yeah, yeah, it's and that's probably because you expected him to lead and that's where he yeah. was going to land, I think. Um, look, it's tough. That race, not particularly. I think you probably don't jump off Ray Magnero. <clears throat> Sorry, yeah, I was just lost here. Uh, Conqueror may be a little bit flattened, but it's race 10 that I thought you could take some out of. So a horse like Johnny Rocker, who was off the rail, the, uh, their sort of figure that they mm-hmm. ran in that race 10 was quite quick. So 
Johnny Rocket, uh, Mornington Glory, Bristler, even even though he probably had the advantage, he'll probably go back to SA. I think they're yeah. horses you could follow. It's that race, race 10, that I was keen on. Yeah, Wickham had no luck either. Laney had to go all the way back to, to Lars from that gate and ride for luck because he couldn't win if he if he rode that horse um, where he wanted to probably before the meeting. So that's just racing, unfortunately, Mickey Gaddam. We can do all of the analysis. We can have a look at all of the data. We can move the magnets, but sometimes at three-quarter time, especially as we headed to race 10 at Flemington, you just had to change change the way you thought about this race. Gavin Bedgegood, however, with Mornington Glory, that's been some training performance. Like, he could train... Like, uh, he could train David Taggart to win the New York Marathon at the moment, Gavin Benchcourt. <laughs> He's a remarkable trainer, especially with tried horses. Now, this horse was finished. It was retired, Mornington Glory. And then he gave it a go. He worked it out, fixed its problems. And now he's looking like Mornington Glory. He's looking like Black Caviar down the straight there on Saturday. <laughs> he's doing a phenomenal uh, job, is uh, Gavin Benchcourt. And the, yeah, look, obviously the right part of the track, that horse, but was was super super in, in victory and gee you talk about magnets or well, Steffi Magnetic is probably a horse you could follow out of out of the meeting for oh, sure. Oh wow um, I reckon you could follow Steffi Magnetica. I think you could probably follow Wigan with a fair bit of confidence yep. as well, Mitchy. Uh very hard meeting, G look it is disappointing to see it is off season. We want to get up and about and when you do see a uh, a track play that way it makes it hard to get up and about because it's difficult. But what we can do as punters is we can dissect it and you can find a couple to follow. There's two to follow. Could be a few more as you uh, take a deeper dive into the meeting. Um, but uh, Dino might have something for us, Dino. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I guess we can't have brilliant meetings all year round. I think it makes the bigger days and the better horses um, get put up in life. But I think there's a couple to follow. I think yeah. uh, the trick to Mornington Glory and Gavin Bedgegool's done a terrific job, like you said, Gano. I think the trick was back to 1,000 metres. They're looking at the data and the figures. 1,100 metres is great, but I think back to 1,000 over... Uh, down the Flemington Strait, well, I think we might see Mornington Glory. Johnny Rocker was terrific. Uh, strange fluctuations, touched 270, back to 390. Um, Travelled up like the winner, but I think the lanes, like we mentioned, getting to that outside probably wasn't the superior grounds. I think uh, Johnny Rocker's one to follow. Nick Ryan does improve his horses second up, so do monitor that. But I think like the boys summarised, Gareth, it was a tricky weekend to really follow anything out, especially when we move into these better races. They're going to come up against harder horses, harder races. So it's, um, yeah, a little bit tricky. Just on those flats, dude, Johnny Rocker as well. Um, he did play up in the mounting yard, apparently. So probably one of the reasons why it probably drifted was heavily backed and then drifted. It probably had to drift a little bit anyway, but probably drifted significantly based on that, Jay. I think it's the rule that we sometimes we get carried away and it's easy to get carried away because if you've got a horse like Johnny Rocker, when it opens up and, of course, the stable backed it and then the money seems to flow because they go, well, geez, Nick Ryan's backing his horse. He comes on, giddy up, and he says, yeah, we're having a bet. And so you think, well, it's time to, it's time to unload and, and follow that stable in. But I think the lesson that we continue to learn, and it's harder said than done, and we always come back on a Monday, but we need to write it in bold letters, especially as we head towards a Thursday, that we can analyze these races and we can work them out and we can have an opinion. But then again, you do have to, I think you, if you're going to, if your budget's $200 for the week, all right, you're having $25 if you think there's a horse on over, like overs like a Johnny Rocker, because it can all change and it can change pretty quickly. After you see what happens with the, with the track, there could be rain, there could be a bias that you didn't predict, and it could just basically your bet could be confetti um, by the time that the race comes along. 
So I think that's a lesson. And it's easy to get sucked in, Mickey Gannon, on a Wednesday and a Thursday. Um, but I think we've seen it too often these days that, that like the wind conditions there during the Flemington Carnival, when it switches to a southerly, we never heard of that during a Flemington Carnival. And that just throws a spanner in the work. So um, you have to be game day players, I think, these days. Yeah, just another element to the great game yeah. that is punting G. And yeah, I agree with you. I think that you should be doing at, at maximum half of your stake um, prior to, to race day and then really watch you know, all, all the big putters, all the big professionals are betting, you know, late G. And that's the reason for it. So out of that meeting, boys, just quickly horses to follow there at Flemington. I agree with I agree with Mickey Gannon. Steffi Magnetic is a horse that I definitely put in the black book. It was a big effort. I don't think it was one of Jamie's great rides, but it was a horse that hit the line strongly there for second. Any other horses, Dino? Yeah, I think just uh, Johnny Rocker out the last was anyone for me. I think uh, right bet, right race, just probably didn't get the conditions like we mentioned on the day. And a one I want to forget out of the meeting, go from the flip side of that, is Kin. That is in the never again category for me. Oh, yes. I was going to bring that up. Kin. I had a chat to Nick Ashman on the weekend, on Friday, in fact. <laughs> and I said to and Nicholas, is, like, Nicholas never tips a favourite, and he's tipping Kin. What was he doing? And I think, yeah. Ashman, like... You, you, so that's you, why I got beat. No, Ashman pots black caviar. <laughs> he's potting black caviar, and he decides, so I'm going to tip Kin. I was thinking, I know he's had a little bit of time out, and... Uh, but, uh, and she's just a, like one of those horses, Ken, please. Um, so yeah. never again. She's one of those horses and it was one of the questions that we posed to our listeners. And we got a few nominees. We might do it again this morning. 0499 736 736 Who's a horse that you continue to give an opportunity to that continues to let you down? <laughs> I know yours, Gareth. Who? Space War? Um, the, no, the Hawks runner. Um, yeah, it won the other day. Yes, it won as soon as you jumped oh, off. Oh, oh, of course it did. Yeah, what's that horse called? I've, I've, I've erased it from my memory. Have you? Yeah, got... it's, taken, <laughs> yeah. it's taken a lot of sessions to get rid of that. Yeah. Don't bring it back yeah. up. <laughs> I have to go to Marley, my life coach, just to help me out with that course. What about you, Mitchie? Uh, yeah, so I thought if I wanted to go outside it a little bit, out of race two, the winner, one last kiss. I think Dan O'Sullivan said they were going to target some of those, you know, country-type level cups. Um, if that's the case, I, I thought that was a pretty good run for the 2,500-metre race, and he might have something around that level up his sleeve. But, yeah, outside of that, I'd, I'd be taking Johnny Rocker and maybe Bristler if they take Bristler yep. back to SA. All right, then. Um, Mickey Gaddon, you went through your horses to follow, didn't you, really? I did, G. Yep. Certainly did. Hey, we'll take a quick break. 18 minutes past eight. This is the Monday breakdown. Thanks to Bet365. Gareth Hall, Dean Watling, Mitchie Lewis, Mickey Gannon with you. We'll take a look at Rose Hill next and some of the other meetings around the country there. We'll see if uh, the lads have got a, a couple of horses to follow. And then, of course, we might have a look at a few of the futures markets because the carnival is about to hit full swing. We've got black type racing back this weekend. Thank God. Looking forward to that. This is Giddy Up. On uh, this uh, Monday morning, we'll be back with plenty more. Live across Australia on SEN Track, Giddy Up with Gareth Hall.
getting up on a Monday morning, 8.24. I thought Tags and Milo was sensational yesterday. Tags' popularity in the world of uh, the racing fraternity and the sporting fraternity is just getting out of hand. Jacko, my producer, was telling me the other day um, that he was getting stopped by people asking about Tags. It's just getting out of control, the little master. So um, I think he's joining us each and every Wednesday for a new show that we'll be doing with Tagster. Now, he doesn't know just yet, but it's in his contract. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, 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 boys. Let's hope it's not before 9am, G. Yeah, we might have to record it, but I'm, I'm sick of his attitude. And he says he's the king. Well, he'll have to prove that he's the king. Um, Has he fired up? Because Jeezy was flat. No, he's fired up these days. You just... You just gotta. He's like a horse. You need to put the blinkers on him from time to time. <laughs> yeah, you can't afford to take the blinkers off him. I'll give you the tip. Hey boys, um, there's a lot of great sport going on at the moment. So I've got Julian Marcus and the Pont, um, to join us just to give us a few tips on the NFL today because we've got yes. Buffalo taking on Kansas City. Buffalo with bet three six five a dollar sixty five. Kansas City, Taylor Swift side. Is at $2.25. Nick Negropontis, the man that we call the Pont, joins us. G'day, Pont. Hello, Gareth. How are you? Good, thank you. You're terrible tipping in the AFL, but you said, oh. Gareth, I need one more opportunity. <laughs> I want to tip in the NFL. So, Pont, take it away. What are we doing? Well, Because this game starts at 10.35 in a couple of hours' time. Yep, you've got some time. You've got some time. The the other game is still going on. Yep. The Chiefs feel like great value to me at $2.25 with bet 365. And if you want, you can even take them at the, at the line of two and a half if you want to, you know, be a bit more safe, but the Bills have been decimated on defense. Yes, they are the the, the hosting team, and they've won through to the the, um, the uh, divisional round. But they their wins haven't been as convincing as you would hope. And the Chiefs steamrolled the Dolphins last week. I think Mahomes continues to own Josh Allen in the Super Bowl. Sorry, in the playoffs, and I think two dollars twenty five is great value. Do we get on Kansas City? Because I think. Cameron Luke, I was listening to him the other day. Now I know he's. I don't. I think he's a good judge in the NFL. He's suggesting that if they win today, the Chiefs that they'll get into a Super Bowl. Yeah, well, they'll play Baltimore, and yeah. Baltimore have been pretty tough to beat this year, especially in Baltimore. They've got the best defense. They looked way too good for Houston last week. So I, I would be backing Baltimore. All right, then. next week. So can forget what Cameron Luke said. Yeah, forget. <laughs> All right then. Hey, Jules, you've been on fire. You tipped four out of five last time we had a chat to you. So what are we doing? Who are you suggesting here? Oh, look, I'm the same. I'm going with the Chiefs today, but you can take it to the bank that nobody's beating Baltimore in Baltimore. Oh, okay. Nobody's beating Baltimore in Baltimore. Who wins the Super Bowl then, Jules? Baltimore. All right then. What I'm price right are we getting Ravens. with Bet365? So as far as the, the Super Bowl, they moved into about $3 last time I checked, but... All right, uh, I reckon that will shorten on the back of yesterday. They were just so clinical in the second half against the Houston Texans, who had a great season, but they just clicked into a different gear. And on the other side of the draw, what we saw out of the San Francisco 49ers on the NFC side, um, yeah. and on the back of that as well, Christmas Day, Baltimore went to San Francisco and beat them there. So I can't see anyone knocking off Baltimore when they're at their best, and they're now at their best. All right, then we'll jump on Baltimore. Have you got any tips in the tennis? Well, Kyrgios got beat there. Now last, that demon has gone out. Demon got beat there last night. If you're going to go against Novak, you've got to go with Carlos Alcaraz. Yeah. I saw him up close a couple of days ago at Melbourne Park. And, God, he's a unit. He is yeah. the finished product physically, and he's only 22 years of age. So if anyone's going to knock off Novak, and Novak Djokovic has been dominant at Melbourne Park again, as he yeah. always is, I think we're looking at 
Carlos Alcaraz. This is going to be the next great rivalry in tennis over the next few years, Djokovic and Alcaraz, and right. we might get an early preview here in Melbourne. Pod, anything to add? No, I completely well, agree with everything you said. I think right. I think that's spot on. Well done. Have a great day, Pont. We can. What's the big news on the digital team with the digital team today? The big news is that the footy season is starting to ramp yeah. up, and we are looking back towards that because <laughs> I, no one really cares about the West Indies series. Yeah, that's a very good point. And racing, flying as always, Pont. Flying. Thanks for that. Nick Negroponis and Julie Marcus. Hey, lads, do you enjoy sports betting? Put your hand up. I don't know if you do. You, Mitchy. I do a little bit of like the AFL stuff. I'm yeah. not huge into the American sport. I no. just sort of don't really have the time. Dino? Yeah, I love my NFL. I think it's on uh, good for me. I get to do the form, watch NFL, and I love betting on the Big Bash. I've been betting on the Big Bash this year. Oh, Enjoy. yeah. I, that's, there are morals the strikers tonight against against um, Brisbane at, on the Gold Coast. Is that tonight? Uh, yeah, that's tonight. Monday night. Oh, I can't wait, Dino. Yeah. No. For a man that loves Strikers big... played yesterday, didn't they? No, Strikers played no. on a Saturday night, beat Perth. Um, you just lose yeah, a little bit of interest, though, don't you, Gareth, when all the big dogs leave? It's a little bit... Uh, they need to fix that, no, don't, I don't they? Yeah, they do. But I don't mind the big bash. Oh, I think the Strikers can... I think the Strikers... Um, I think they're about $1.95 against the Heat tonight on the Gold Coast. 8.29. We'll take a quick break. In fact, we'll take the news. We'll come back and have a look at Rose Hill. Live across Australia on SEN Track, Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Giddy Up this Monday morning, 0499 736 736 to join our conversation. And don't forget SEN Talk, a new way you can talk to us. Just head to the Giddy Up um, on our SEN app and push the talk button at the bottom. And you can leave a message, record a message. You might have a question for the lads about some future markets. Um, the means test, you might have a question for Johnny O'Neill and Wayne Hawks. Um, you might have a tip for us. So let us know, 499 736 That's our text line. Or go on the SEN app and go to SEN Talk when you, kick, when you click on um, Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. Now, this is the Monday Breakdown. Dean Watley, Mitchie Lewis, Mickey Gannon with me. We had racing in Sydney at Rose Hill on Saturday. And Dino, it's hard to believe that they just keep on doing it. I've never seen anything like it with the dominance for a particular age group like these two-year-olds that Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott are able to achieve, especially up there in Sydney at the moment. They produced another winner on a Saturday with the two-year-old Colt, this time by Hellbent. It's quite remarkable. It's basically... It feels like that no one else has got any two-year-olds, basically. It's just the Waterhouse and Bot show. It is. They just get another one off the production line, off the shelf. And the funny thing is that you look back at it and you go, how did we miss it? Or how didn't we talk about it a little bit more and start $6 and win and wins well? But the horse we speak of is fully lit. I know we speak on these stats a lot, but I just want to reiterate them. So the two-year-old season this year, the Waterhouse and Bot camp have had 37 runners for 12 winners, a strike rate of 32.5%. For a profit on turnover of 10%. So if you backed every one of their two-year-olds this season, Gareth, you're absolutely flying. So um, we know they're a formidable combination, but even more so of their two-year-olds. And this year, I think they've got the two top um, chances in the slipper um, and they just roll on. So the operation their, rolls on. What's their strike rate at the moment, Dino? So for the two-year-olds this season, um, so that's pretty much the last sort of three to four months um, since we've kicked off is 32.5% with their two-year-olds. Unheard of. That is, that's remarkable, it is. really. 
Um, horses, is. is it like he's fully lit the only horse you want to be following going forward out of that race? How did it rate there on Saturday? Yeah, it's hard to tell. Obviously, the race has rated pretty much bang on even. Um, they've gone out a little bit slower. They've sort of let Bully Lick get away with it, and then it's just built through the gears. I wouldn't suggest that's probably our top line. You can draw a line through customised around fourth and has form around Storm Boy. Um, but I'm definitely not going to dismount them. I think Gano, looking at it, these two-year-olds, it's hard to pot them um, because we know how much improvement they can make between runs. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, Dino. So, uh Fully lit, yeah, has beaten customized 4.2 lengths. Customized got within 2.9, four lengths of Storm Boy. So you'd have to think that fully lit can't be too far away. Was on debut. It's at those times, just off what I've seen on racing music players, you boys probably have had a deeper look at the, at the times, but they're not too dissimilar to what our Kobe Sun produced. And I think the horse has a fair bit more upside. Mm-hmm. I think the horse is right there, G. It'll go to the English okay. Millennium, and I think it'll be winning the English Millennium for sure. All right, we'll have a look at that market in just a moment. So Hellbent's doing a good job, an underrated stallion for mine as well. So fully lit, jot that one down in your black book. All of the, the talk on Saturday was the the chances of Cabalas. First out for Bjorn Baker after being purchased online um, from the Chris Waller camp was a million-dollar yearling. They purchased it for just over $300,000, this Galloper. And uh, they got, what, 82500 back on, on Saturday, Mickey Gannon. Your thoughts about Cabalas's performance there? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So it was a really nice win. Um, I think the boys might be able to back up what the data suggests. What I will say is it's beaten Willander. It's, you know, one of maiden. So, yeah. and it's only beaten that horse by 1.19, but it's it, they can only win. So that was really good. Uh, will they get their money back, G? I, I'm not sold on it just yet. Uh, they might be able to sneak one more race before the big dogs come back, do you know? Yeah, I think you make a really good point there. I think if you back Cabalas on the weekend, well done. You've absolutely nailed the market. You've nailed the race. The race was set up for it. They've gone around two lengths faster than over to the six, which has allowed Cabalas to storm over the top. But moving forward, I think that horse is going to start very short wherever it goes next. And I think Gunner makes a really good point here, boys, is the horses behind it aren't that crush hot. So maybe moving forward, the market's going to overreact and that might present an opportunity for the punters and for us to chime into the race and maybe have a set against it. I wanted to sort of be against on the weekend, but there was nothing really there to back. So if you found it, uh, well done, but maybe um, get your money and run there, Gareth. All right, dead horses. Right, I can, yeah, sorry. Gee, if Steffi, if, if Steffi Magnetica was there, it would have followed it. All right, then. So horses to follow then from the from the meeting. We'll start with you, Mickey Gannon, then go to Dino. And if you've got something to add there, Mitchie Lewis, take it away. And then Mitchie, we'll get your thoughts on if you've got a horse to follow from Gaul or from the weekend. Nothing outside of the obvious. I thought Bilt was a horse that I was really keen on on Saturday. Got the job done, and I think they can progress through to the Brisbane winter with it. Yep. One for me out of the midway, race three, number eight, gently rolled. Uh, probably didn't get the tempo set up. Trials were really good. It was well supported in the market. Just got a long way back, but sectionals home. Uh, Mitchie were terrific. I think that horse second up, which is the tends to be the, the theme for the Bryce Hayes camp. I think gently rolled could be a horse that we could follow out of that meeting, would you? Yeah, I didn't have much out of Rose Hill, but I do have a couple out of Gawler if you're keen, Gareth. Yes, please. Yep. So out of race four, the, there was a horse that finished fourth into the light. So it was drawn off the track and it, it, Gawler was a little bit like you wanted to be on the rails as well. So it didn't really get the best run. Still a maiden, this horse. I think it'll find its right race eventually. Uh, so just follow that. If it pops up on a Wednesday with the right setup, I think that's a horse that can win. And then in race eight, another Ponzi for the Jollies. It was first up. He sort of presented to give a run, and then he just popped a little bit. So 
I'd expect second and third up. That's previously where he's done his career peak. So I thought he showed enough Saturday to have just a little bit of a blowout. And then the deeper we get into his prep, he's one to follow. And we've got the best tipsters in the game here on SEN Track. And Terry Layton proved that once again on Saturday. He tipped Chaffel de Varga at $21 is his best each way of the day. He gave instructions on the show to uh, Lactar Romilly. And Lactar was listening to winners on Saturday morning because he absolutely dead set followed the instructions beautifully from Terry Layton. He sat outside the the leader in that six race and dictated terms to to kick home and, and, and win for Meryl Haley does a good job with her team. $13 was the SP. So well under Terry, the news coming out of Perth on the weekend, William Pike out for at least nearly close to three months. He snapped his heel and, tra- and it looked nasty when you had a look at the x-ray. So he's out of action for at least a couple of months anyway, maybe a little longer. And he'll be trying to get ready for the, Quokka because he's got Oscar's, Oscar's fortune that he's been booked to ride if he wants to ride that galloper. And Oscar's fortune is in the in the Quokka because Kevin Fowler, the owner of that star three-year-old, did a deal with Jack Lestier and has taken over releasing his slot for the Quokka in the middle part of April. So Oscar fortunes, Oscar's fortunes there is ready to go for the quack. He's been back in work a couple of weeks and they think he can run a big race in that race. So that's the news coming out of WA. 8.39, we'll take a break. On the other side of it, we'll come back and go through a few of the, the future markets there ahead of uh, the, the summer slash autumn carnivals in Victoria and New South Wales especially. And we're doing Giddy Up and the Monday breakdown on this Monday for First Light Racing, and it's no surprise that wherever the blue and gold goes, success follows at First Light Racing, firstlightracing.com.au. Live across Australia on SEN Track, Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. Getting up this Monday morning, the Monday breakdown. We're breaking down some future markets now. Gareth Hall, Dean Watling, Mitchie Lewis, Mickey Gannon with you. All thanks to Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. SEN Talk, this is the, the new way that you can talk to us. Let us know your future bet. All you need to do is go to the SEN app, head to Giddy Up with Gareth Hall, Click on that, then go to the SEN Talk, record your message, and away we go. We'll get to Jackson, France, and we'll play your messages on this show on this Monday morning. Boys, let's have a look at the future markets for a few of these races coming up. Now, and we might even work out a plan here. Maybe I'll give you $200 with a staking plan on this Monday. I'm having $100 early doors in the Karaka Million three-year-old classic. I'm all over Pendragon at $11 for Mike Moroni. He gave us the big tip. In fact, he, he, it was like a Mike Maroney defending his football team in a way. He was, he was dirty, not dirty. He was a little bit disrespected that Molly Bloom was $3 and Pendragon was $11 because this horse has been there and done that this season in New Zealand, winning some nice races. And he believes that Pendragon should be a little shorter in the market. So I went back and had a look at the replays and he's right on the money, lad. So I think at $11, we can, we can um, play Pendragon and that Karaka three-year-old classic. But I want to take you to the Blue Diamond Stakes because we've got the preludes on Friday on Australia Day. 
I don't think Storm Boy's going there, but he's still the market leader with Bet365. Bulba still is at seven fifty. We'll get an update with that Galloper with JD Hayes a little later on. Bodyguard at ten dollars. Shangri-La Express at ten dollars. Who trials today at Randwick? Stay focused at ten dollars. Coleman at thirteen. And Neeser at thirteen. Straight Charge at seventeen. Then we've got Espinage at twenty to one. Traffic Warden at seventeen dollars. Mickey Gaddon, you've got an opinion here in the Blue Diamond Stakes. Yeah, I thought that in Neeser's figures from uh, from that Caulfield run were a bit of an anomaly, and I think there's four horses out of that race that have uh, have sort of suggested that have gone on to suggest that there uh, there's something a bit distorted there. So okay. I'd be very very careful following that horse. Um, very very careful. I know I spoke to Adrian this morning. I know that they're only going to send one horse down there, uh, or potentially one horse down there, and uh, that was the Russian roulette. So you can put a pen through Storm Boy and Shangri-La Express and the likes there, and Russian roulette would be the only one. But just to sort of give you a bit of an idea of what horses I won't be backing, at least. All right, then. I'm just having a look at the Russian roulette. It's not even in the market with Bet365, is it? I don't believe that. it. Mickey Gannon's just come back on. He's breaking news, Gareth. He's no, that's sensational. I love it. With your connections, <laughs> that. coffee with his best mate, Body, this morning. Yep. Well, there you we, go. We did a face. There's a FaceTime coffee. <laughs> <laughs> He'll forget who we are shortly. Um, yeah, he will. Now, Boys, so, so we've got to get that horse in the market there for the Blue Diamond. We'll have to You'd be looking it. around $51, I'd imagine, G, when, so they, when can't they put win. that. Basically, you yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. You can definitely win. What about, um, yeah. That's a, stupid, on, that's, that's a stupid statement from me after having a look at their strike rate. What, 32 and a half percent this year. Um, Mitchie Lewis, you were keen on a South Australian brother, which is unusual yeah. for you. Yeah, unusual for me, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But, well, this is a horse that's won over in Victoria, Caravas, uh, defeated. Uh, Anisa and Arabian Summer. So that's reasonable form lines. Uh, I just thought $17 for him, particularly when you think some of these other ones like Storm Boy was going to get scratched. Um, I thought Caravas, would, you know, it's going to go there. So mm-hmm. that's a start, isn't it, for these future markets? Yeah, I can get you $26 with Bet365, Mitchie. Yep, there you go. Right. That, but that's what I mean. It, you know, they come out, the stable have said, it's going to do a prelude race and it's it'll get in there being a group three winner yeah. already. So if, if nothing goes wrong, you know you're going to get a start at that price. Yeah, and it was impressive. It, the form lines are pretty good for a race like a blue diamond after you listen to Mickey Gannon that the Waterhouse and Bot team aren't bringing much to the, to the blue diamond at Caulfield um, for that group one feature. Dino? Yeah, it's a really interesting market. I think I, I like these markets in the sense we can figure them out um, and get sort of a couple in the top end of the market that just won't go there. So they're just creates value straight away. I'm very interested to see, and I'd be happy enough to have a bet on high octane. It's around $51 with bet 365. It was meant to trial this morning, Gareth, but it's been scratched. So that tells me maybe they will send it down to debut this Friday down in Melbourne. And we can draw a line these last couple of years that Peter and Paul Stone Camp, they do target mm. the Blue Diamond. They use rulership. Um, who debuted and then went into the Blue Diamond. And last year, they used Don Corleone, who all debuted between the 20th of January and the 25th of January before going on to a Blue Diamond, where the Newgate silks as well. So high-octane sits that profile. I think Bodyguard's another one interesting. It trials today. Maybe it's too good to go down to the Blue Diamond. Maybe they want to stick it to Sydney after that win and just go for a slipper. So um, if he goes there, I'd love to entertain him. But I think high-octane, $51, is the bet to have in the race this far out. 
They'd be nearly mad not to go to a blue diamond with bodyguard if they can handle the call for way of going at one down the straight. Um, I know the golden slip is everyone's big grand final, but it's not a bad race to pick up along the way. I think history tells you that why the, the strike rate isn't great for, for blue diamond winners. They've all run pretty well in it. They have, but they, the strike rate of winning it uh, isn't very good. I think we saw last year, King's Gambit was their number one horse and they uh, elected to keep him in Sydney and target a slipper. And then Don Corleone was maybe their second seed or third seed. So they sent him down. So I think with the prize money in his belt, Bodyguard doesn't need a, well, he might need to win a race or another race, but I'd suggest they maybe keep Bodyguard to Sydney. And that's why he's having two trials and, they probably send high off down and they've got a stable for at the moment, the Snowdens as well. So it'd be interesting to see. I'd love to know, but maybe they don't even know this far out either, Gareth. All right, then we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with plenty more. This is the Monday breakdown as we break down a few of the future markets coming up at this year's summer slash autumn carnivals. Live across Australia on SEN Track. Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Giddy Up this Monday morning. This is the Monday Breakdown. Dean Watling, Mitchie Lewis, Mickey Gannon with me on this Monday morning. Now, just having a look at a few of the other markets there with Bet365 as we dissect a few of the future markets. Um, one of those is the English Millennium. And now, this is an interesting market. This is two weeks, this race, before the Blue Diamond. And we've got... The favourite at the moment in this race, we have Bold Bastille at $4, Caravas at $5.50, Rue de Royale at $5.50, and then Fully Lit at $6.50, Otison at $6.50. Fully Lit, you're, you're telling me after watching him on Saturday, Mickey Gannon, he has to be a bet at that price? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, gee. Um, I, I thought it was pretty impressive and he's only got upside. Dino, your thoughts there? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think we might see a couple of nice ones step out over the next couple of weeks. The one that I thought in the market's probably too long is Blue Stratum for first light racing. Obviously, Otison beat it last start, but I thought it was game and defeat with the, the race shape. And Otison, $6.50, Blue Stratum, $17. I think Timmy suggested last week, Gareth, uh, Blue Stratum kicks off this Friday. Yeah, I think correct? so. In the preview, yep, at Caulfield. They've only got, they've right. only got three weeks to this race, though, Dana. Yeah. Yeah, so it might be second up into this race. So I think you'd be stupid not to go there if it's English Millennium Horse, potentially a blue diamond. But um, I, I think this may be the target. I might send Timmy a message and see if we can get some information there, Gareth. Yeah, $17. The blue points have promised a lot. They're a little bit like my football career. Um, and Jacko, who's got a blue point, our producer, they, they troll the house down. In fact, it's the opposite to my football career because I was a big-time player, really, back in the day. But no, <laughs> I, no what I'm saying Turn is that I said the practice matches. Up, yeah, no. Hey, if that makes um, off the bench, I'll kill you, Jacko. I was only stupid. <laughs> um, um, what I'm saying is they're good at practice matches these days, the Blue Points, but they're failing. And even though they've had some mighty efforts in defeat, they haven't, they haven't really delivered in the winner's circle just yet, Mitchie Lewis, the Blue Points. No, no, the breeding game's not on my side. So yeah. it only takes a couple of them, it doesn't does. it, Gareth? And all of a sudden, Jacko, it might be Jacko's. And then all of a sudden, the blue yep. points price skyrocket. But we've had blue stratum, Dino, that's been mining defeat. And Scampy is another horse that had a big raps on him. And um, he failed first up. But I think he's had excuses as well. So I don't think it's too far away to, to see the blue points into the winner's circle and winning black type races in this this part of the world, Dino. 
Yeah, definitely not. I think there was a Godolphin one as well that had big wraps on it, failed on debut. So maybe yeah. there's just a bit of sour taste in the punter's mind with that breed. But I think Blue Stratum's one who's probably shown on the track that he's got ability. And yeah. Jackson, our producer, just texted me and said, confirm, goes to the prelude, okay. uh, preview or we'll the prelude take... this weekend, and then straight to the English Millennium. Next time, we'll come back. Live across Australia on SEN Track. Giddy up with Gareth Hall. with him, favourite takes over, straight Aaron's fourth and then came Fantastic Treasure, Voyage Bubble half a length over Beauty Eternal, three lengths to California Spangle and then straight Aaron and Beauty Joy, it's Voyage Bubble in front, half a length over Beauty Eternal, then Beauty Joy, Voyage Bubble though, he is going well, he is going to win the Stewards Cup, Voyage Bubble has beaten home the beauties, Eternal and Joy. Jay Mack at it again, that was his second group one in Hong Kong this season. And uh, Voyage Bubble, he tipped this, he didn't tip it to us. He said, Gareth, this horse is going to run a big race in Hong Kong when he finished <laughs> finish second Yeah, to the good horse. No, he was on air when he told us. Um, he goes, I couldn't believe the price. It was 30 odd to one in that group one. And it finished behind um, one of the good ones. I don't know if it was Golden 60 anyway. It finished second and then it wins the Stewards Cup. It started a short price favourite, but... Jay Mackey had a treble there on Saturday at Rose Hill. I'm just having a look at the premiership at the moment from a Metro point of view. And it's going to be some climax. I know we've got a little while to go, about seven months. Um, but Nash is on 44, Colin at 41, Schiller at 41, McDonald at 35, Zach Lloyd at 28. What price is James McDonald to win the, the premiership? Uh, Mickey Gannon? He'd be $1.30, wouldn't he? Yes. Yeah. Plenty of time to go, G. Plenty yeah. of time to go. What is he, uh, a night off, sitting there pretty? Mark Guest. Gee whiz. Ma- Ma- Mark- How good? Yeah. yeah. You gave Guesty a bit of a whack, didn't you, the other day? He said he'd spending too much time doing his hair and not enough time, time finding uh, J-Mac. Well, Guest, good ride. he only gave him two rides at Canterbury on Friday night, Guesty. But Guesty's determined to make sure that he's at least 20 in front by the mid part of the year so he can go to Brazil for a holiday. <laughs> Are you taking over managing him, Gareth? Oh, it wouldn't be hard. It wouldn't be hard. <laughs> it'd be the most easiest job in the country, really. He just, yeah. Oh, it'd be a dead set snack. That'd be knocking down your door. Um, what about, um, let's just have a quick look. So I want to have a Mr. Brightside and Alligator Blood. Manny Walsh, the GM of racing. Race Victoria is about to join us. They're the first two horses that have been given spots in the All-Star Mile. He's a great bet at the moment with bet 365 in the All-Star Mile, if you ask me, Mr. Brightside. Um, I think he'd be like, he's he's improved at every preparation and he's at $6.50, Mickey Gannon. Your thoughts there? Yeah, back them back both, yeah. G, because I reckon they're the two. Yeah, and they're confirmed, and you're getting what six dollars? What are you getting? Alligator Eight dollars, alligator blood. Well, you're a smart man. You can back them both for a profit. Yeah, Mitchy Lewis, unmute yourself, brother. Yeah, Mitchy's 
Yeah, yeah, no, I, I was going to say, I fully agree with Gano. It's a bit like what I was trying to say with Caravas. When you know these horses are yeah. confirmed going to a race, it makes a hell of a lot of difference. And then you got to think six fifty and eight dollar issue between that range. They're yeah. not going to be that race day when they get there. So, yeah, I'm surprised they're that they're that long longer odds. No, I, th- I think that's. I would have thought bet. they're more like three and four dollars. No, that's, think... that's really interesting because what do you got? Fangirl, part of journey was good. You got Fangirl, but. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if oh, Fangirl okay. will turn up. Um, yeah, exactly. She trolled okay the other day. Hey, Dino and Peritrees at 225. She galloped in between races at Cranbourne. That's over a thousand meters at weight for age. That's probably not a bad bet. Private Eye just trolled down the track, was an extended there under Nashville Willer at Randwick. In secret, 750. Bella Nipatina, $13. Bonus notches at 13. So in Peritrees at 225. I know that's short enough, really, but I can't see how they that- beat her. Is that the Lightning Station? Yeah, that's a Lightning. New Market's a little bit different. She's four fifty, but it's under handicap conditions over the six furlongs. Um, and we we did see we did see a I don't know which probably wasn't at her best over the twelve hundred meters down the straight. Would com- comparatively to what we saw at the Valley G. Yeah, I thought she was okay. Still, she was under a little she, bit. Like of she was yeah. good, but who's going to be? I think not what we saw. Yeah, I think visually she maybe looked like she was a little bit um, off compared to the valley, but I think you break it down, Gunnar. She yeah. went incredibly fast to the to the six hundred meter mark on that race and just held on. So uh, interesting market. I'd love to see a official trial, Gareth, before I chime into yeah. that. That's where I find my edge, especially with these horses backing in first up. I think that's a big tick for me if she comes out and trials poorly. Um, I might not be there, but uh, if she trials good, I think you could chime into that price for sure. Oh, on that day, I thought it was nearly her best run. However, Mickey Gannon, when you analyse the time yeah. when she went so hard mm-hmm. in the early part, and horses don't do yeah. what she did that day down the straight. She's a freak in Perry Trees. Golden Slipper Market, Storm Boy 350. Shangler Express just trialled there at Ramwick, was defeated by a horse named Prost, who defeated Manos. Um Ties into high octane too, that horse does. Yeah, Prost could be. He's trolled he's nicely his last couple. He's $34 for the Golden Slipper Prost. Storm Boy 350. Highness at 13. Bodyguards about to troll at 17. Manos at 17. Bulba still at 20 to 1. Espinage at 20 to 1. Before we say goodbye, boys, uh, Mickey Gannon's got his top five two year olds that he's seen this season. He's just been on the phone to Adrian Bott. So that's, <laughs> that's he's, he's been helped out there, I would imagine. Um, I don't know if you've got any top five, nah, Mitchie I'm Lewis s- or Dino, but take it away, Michael Gannon. Well, I'll tell you what, I haven't seen the trial of Shangri-La Express, but I did have it on top. I think it's very, uh, mm. I think it's better than Stormboy. I can't wait to see what it produces uh, in the Golden Super G. So Shangri-La Express on top, Stormboy clearly uh, has to be in that top five, no doubt about it. Um, fully lit there. So top three, Gay and Adrian uh, stood up on Saturday. I think it'd be winning the English Millennium. There's two here that you'll like, G. Manos, for sure. Definitely has to be there. Beat Shangri-La Express in a trial. Uh, and has to be there or thereabouts. Can't wait to see that horse debut. And one from out wide, Graham, comes through the same path as Cylinder. Okay. 900 meter max Lees. And, you know, we didn't see much of, a, much of a horse on that day. But you're getting around $51. I think you'll probably get a chance to see a couple of trials and you might even be able to get a seat go around. But... It just wouldn't surprise me. These, you know, these trainers tend to follow patterns. It just wouldn't surprise me if Graham's the one that will be out they, of left field. They tell, Godolphin have got one up their sleeve. They just won't let me know which one it is. It could be Graham. He's a hundred to one at the moment with Bet Three Six Five. It'll be starting, mm. I think, in the early part of February. I'll find out the bloody driver. 
Um, I'll have to get on the, the dolphin a little bit where he is using the driver too much lately as well. We can't like, but I'll, I'll see what I can do. Um, all right then, Dino, have you got a top five two-year-olds? I don't have a top four, but a couple I want to chime into a big price and probably in the slip. I think high octane, we could take $51. I think straight charge, who was on track and if not as good, better than Stormboy pride, a little issue. Um, if it's fine, I think it's uh, another horse we can chime into. And the one I really, really like is uh, Bodyguard. I just loved his trial yes. the other day. He didn't sort of show me enough in his first preparation at the trials, but the trial the other day and he trials this morning was superb. And maybe something to take as well. I know Shangri-La Express got beat this morning, but Proust was having its second trial and Shangri-La Express was having its first. So do note that yeah. for sure. Bodyguard's no, about... No, con- no concerns with Shanghai Express at all. They did it at both ends as well. I was really impressed yeah. with that horse. Bodyguard's about to trial as we speak. Um, trial four at Kensington. Dino, uh, Mitchy, I should say, have you got a two-year-old ranking system at the moment? Nah, not yet. It's nah. not, not really my game. I reckon the boys have it completely covered. Yep. All right, then. Love your work, boys. Can't wait for it. Trunk's another horse that's coming through along the text message. It's it's a first mm. starter by Blue Point for Godolphin, but trained by the Freedmans that'll be going around in the prelude. So... Um, yeah, plenty to dissect, plenty to look forward to. Love your work, lads. Thanks for that, Mitchie Lewis. Hey, Mitchie, another big week on the tip from you, mate. You just keep on dominating. Yes, very good. Inspiring South yeah. Australia. Where the yeah, pri- yeah. Mid- Instead of midweeks the, is where it's at. We're the pride of the Adelaide Crows. It's where the pride of Mitchie Lewis these days. Oh. Um, <laughs> Mickey Gaddon, thanks for that. Keep on dominating. And you, Dino, you just continue to produce the goods week in, week out. Thank you, boys. Thank you, guys. Thanks, G-Man. Thanks, boys. You all have good days. Yeah. Good on you, boys. Thank you.